Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Traditional Talks with the Ballers. We thought a little change in the name is absolutely necessary since transfer is not the only thing we'll talk about. So we went up ahead with the Traditional Talk with the Ballers where we talk about different kind of things and how their strategies are and what they need to do in the market. So, and what we think about that. So today on the session, we'll have uh, Shuja, Akash and Harsh with us. And uh, we'll be talking about Leicestricity. As we mentioned in the last episode, um, Leicestricity have in the recent past done really, really, really well. And they have risen to the high altar of English football, being the Premier League champion. And since then, they have done really quite well and maintained consistency in the market and uh, they have really shocked some people here and I would like to begin with uh, Akash here and I would throw a question to him here uh, asking him what what have you thought about Leicester City as a you know top four contender in the last four five seasons since the time let's say they have won the Premier League Leicester uh... For me, Leicester is, has a really good squad and a good manager, okay? But they don't have enough to finish in top four and they are lacking in that. So, I think few sign, if few or one or two signings will will maybe energize the whole squad and maybe uh, they'll go for top four. Uh, otherwise, uh, whatever they have and the, and the resources they got, the, their position is really justified because they are doing really good for the money and the squad they have. And actually, they won the FA Cup also last year. So, uh, it's a boon. Uh, yeah, correction. That's this all year. from... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, this, this, year, uh, this year, yeah. So, when that, that is exactly where I was coming at. Uh, when you speak about premiership team or a, a team who has recently been promoted to English football, right? To the Premier League is what I mean. When you talk about that, was it really a shocker when uh, Mr. Ranieri won the Premier League with that same team? Uh, I think uh, it was a shock for uh, every one of us. But the thing is, at that point of time, no other Premier League thing except Arsenal was performing good. Eh? Okay, and that they were performing, but not at that level to win the Premier League. And Leicester with their compact squad and a high in two uh, combined with uh, good players like Kante, Mahrez and Vardy and also all Brighton, they, they went all the way. I think this is not, if, if, I, if it would have been another season, this would have, would have not been possible because other teams got stronger and Leicester was the same. Even they, it got worse for them because Kante left and then the year after the Drinkwater, yeah. yeah. So uh, that's uh, so. And now with Brendan Rogers, they have hope because uh, uh, because they won the FA Cup and in last two Premier League seasons they finished fifth. So I think this season, if you this uh, with some sh- good sh- shoot signings, they can challenge for the top four. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Bringing the conversation to you here, Shuja, <laughs> did really these transfers affect Leicester City in what they plan to achieve or uh, were they very well aware about what they managed to do winning the Premier League in 2016 was a one-off case and to maintain that level of consistency, was it crucial for them to sell those players, make that kind of money? Um, sign some new players and, you know, to maintain consistency because teams like Norwich City have been in the Premier League for a really long time and they have been relegated as many times as they have been promoted. So, do you really think those transfers which Leicester City made, like Kante to Chelsea or Riyad Mahrez to Manchester City, uh, uh, was it a smart move on Leicester City's end? Uh, no, I mean, if you look at it in hindsight, they, I mean, we're, we're talking about them contending for top four and yet they've only been in top four once and they've won the Premier League that season. And after that, they sold all their main players and after that, they've not been in the top four even once. So if being in the top four and contending for a title once more 
was their goal they shouldn't have sold those players and if they sold them the money that they received for it they didn't replace them well i feel uh, now currently they have a lot of young talent and they're doing pretty well but they're still far from I, and i feel uh, they they're like one injury away from you know sliding into uh, top 6 from top 4 like you saw last season they were pretty much you know sorted they were third and uh, suddenly they james madison gets injured and uh, they're back by the end of the premier league liverpool climbs up and leicester city falls down so uh, they don't have the squad depth for top 4 but yeah they have an extremely good side uh, you cannot uh, take them lightly they are not a side like burnley or uh, you are like you said norwich or those sides that you know just maintain that, that they just maintain uh, you know staying in the premier league you need and obviously uh, credit goes to them once more that they won the fa cup especially when you know there are sides like united liverpool city chelsea spurs arsenal i mean <laughs> we forgot an arsenal is a big six side <laughs> but uh, yeah are they all of them are there and uh, they're all trophyless most of them and they managed to get a trophy with those teams in existence that's a huge that's huge credit to brendan rodgers and the limited squad that they have compared to the rest of the big five or big six i mean yeah so yeah okay. credit goes to them but uh, i don't think they did well selling their players if you know being in uh, top 4 was their aim harsh i would i would like to ask you here one thing is the last episode where we ended right you put your money on lexus being a part of the top four and you definitely have a lot of trust in brendan rogers did claudio renieri's work with lester city develop a mentality with lester city players and set up a let's say a benchmark for the club that this is what they have to do and or do you really think this is all uh, all about brendan rogers and his work ethics in his side hi what's up uh i so let's take a step back from claudio renieri let's start when this entire project started and the credit goes to the owner vichai sidwarappa prabhana who is a he's from thailand and uh, I like Leicester because they are the real money ball team that everyone desires to be. They take undervalued players and they make stars out of them. You see the likes of Angolo Kante coming for 5.6 million. When Riyad Mahrez joined, he joined less for less than 1 million from a club called Lee Harvey. We don't like most of the people won't even know about uh Yeah. this club right uh, they have a system where they scout the best of the players and they get them uh, to play like wonderful effective kind of football now claudio ranieri was a tactician in his own like let's not take any credit from them but the overall uh, theory on which leicester city operates you know the the theory of moneyball i mean i am very fascinated by the entire project that they have going on there okay things ticked for them in the season the wonder uh, season that they won the champions uh, they won the premier league but uh, all in all uh, they are in right hands they are under uh, a right ownership and they have the right philosophy going on i would just like to bring in something we have been talking about uh, leicester city i don't know if anyone has mentioned patson dhaka or not uh, patson no. dhaka <laughs> it is the recent signing that uh, leicester city have made and it they have slipped this through everybody's noses patson dhaka has 54 goals in 82 games for rb salzburg he is 22 years old and he is one of the stars of zambia and uh, they have signed him for like dirt cheap money that's Now, 23 million this... pounds <laughs> so, that is that is what, mean, what you say about dirt cheap money when you say 23 million I mean, pounds but then then the point is uh, bringing such a player from such a league australian austrian league and then uh, making him perform and making him transform is something that leicester city will do 
and maybe three seasons down the line they'll be selling him for uh, 60 70 million so the philosophy is good the philosophy is why they are functioning so well and uh, claudio ranieri i think was a wonderful manager he uh, he made things possible brendan rogers is another good manager that that they have got and uh, it's just a uh, but i would just like to uh, take a step back from uh, the managerial perspective to a philosophical perspective the philosophy on which leicester city has been functioning and i think that is the main reason why they have been successful okay i mean uh, they made uh, danny drinkwater look good man you don't <laughs> do that very often the right? chelsea into buying yeah. him right <laughs> and uh, yeah take the example of uh, evans evans was a sinking ship at manchester united nobody liked him the manager didn't like him the fans didn't like him look at the kind of player he is right now like he's a rock at the back uh, he is uh, like he's sort of a leader and he has somewhat uh, replaced west morgan who was the long time captain so yes. uh, that's the kind of transfers they make and that's the kind of philosophy they have again another example is yeah. uh, songchu songchu who is not very known right a turkish player leicester city brought him on done, the map right he has done wonders who who when songchu came how many uh, people knew about him or how many people raved about him right now he is he is one of like you i can bet my money on him so that philosophy that thinking that transfer strategy is something that has worked in favor of leicester city on the pitch obviously they uh, brendan rogers will do good he has the likes of celtic and uh, the likes of liverpool and swansea on his cv and he has made them it's 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 not a burnley uh, that defense it's not a stoke city that will put for banks of uh, two banks of four it, it leicester city is a team that will go out and attack and play creatively and uh, i mean jamie wardy is party is still not over he's <laughs> like what, 33 and he's still scoring well for the team yeah so uh, i would like to bring akash into the conversation here uh, he mentioned jamie wardy right um, so leicester city was the team who spent the most time in top 4 last season that was most 300 plus days and they got nicked out on the last day so akash my question basically here to you is what what went wrong for them because as as harsh rightly mentioned right defenders like tolin chu james justin johnny evans they 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 worked wonders for them uh jamie wardy also you know his his stats were i would not say bad he he did really really well for what uh, he could do from his end like he had 15 goals and almost 10 assists 9 assists so where where things went wrong for uh, leicester city that they could not finish in the top 4 yeah i think in last quarter of the season right Uh, they went through some injuries, like they Madison got injured. So what I saw is like in in Liverpool, in Liverpool also, uh, when it comes to Brendan Rodgers' team, whenever the team is under pressure, right? They like most of the time they crumble. Oh, they won the FA Cup. I know that, but in in league performances, like from last two seasons, in in like last ten games, when they when they have to do well, they end up doing worse than before. okay and also the fact that injuries didn't help them and also the tactics of brendan rogers okay he 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 goes with same tactics for every team he is like he he is not flexible in adapting to a position i think uh, like that okay and when it comes to wardy he's he's still uh, having a time of his life and i think he'll he'll do it uh, in coming one or two years also that's all yeah okay so when when we speak about uh, jamie wardy we'll also speak about ianacho uh, how well he has come into the club and uh, you know um, set the standards in the late half where leicester city was 
finding it very difficult to score with the absence of Madison and uh, Jamie Vardy not firing particularly. How well, Shuja, would you say that, you know, a player like Ian Acho walked up from Manchester City who had very least amount of game time and then produced some excellent, excellent goals up front? Yeah, I mean, Ian Acho was uh, instrumental, like, for their uh, FA Cup win and the last few performances that they had, uh, especially they needed some some someone like that to step up. Uh, you know, twelve goals and two assists is is not a is not is no joke for somebody of his caliber who is not like you know getting he's not playing regularly. I think he got most minutes when he was playing in the second half of the season. And uh, I mean, for me personally, Yanacho, he he made my FPL. Okay, so I when I, I yeah so. Uh, when I discovered him and he got me a lot of points. So that's how I uh, recognized Yanacho. And then I realized that he's scoring literally every game. It was, he was literally scoring every game. And people were like, you know, no, maybe he just scored one game. Next game he won't. So nobody was risking it on him. But uh, I did. So thankfully that worked out. And, <laughs> um, yeah. so, so when you speak about Yanacho is one signing which worked out for Leicester City. Ayose Perez is... I would say a flop signing here. Uh, what was expected was out of Ayoso Perez? I mean, I think he was a one-season wonder. He he didn't keep up with his performances. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's more where that came from. There, there are they have a lot of uh, young talents that are going around right now. I think Timothy Castagne is also a very good signing, but uh, he was injured last season. And uh, yeah, so there's more to come from them also. And uh, I think there's they have another player called Fuse. I mean, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, Harvey Barnes is also really good. So yeah, they have a lot of good players. But like what Hush was saying, right? They're a money uh, money minting club, or you know, they uh, take players for cheap and they sell them. So I mean, I mean, when it's when you talk about them, it's really hard to ignore clubs like Dortmund, right? Who are who are doing the same thing. Who are who are doing that much better than they have, and, and they are selling them for like a lot of money, lot of money, and uh, at the same time, you know, they're managing to like you know stay in the top flight, and you know they're playing uh, Champions League football, and they're earning from the, that that as well. So in that regard, I feel they could have done better. Uh, I mean, you you don't have to if you have some uh, sporting objectives, then you should stick to some talents that you think are going to do well, right? I mean, not every player that is that is becoming expensive or is becoming more in demand. Like he mentioned, Pats and Dhaka. Then it will only be a more, you know matter of time before some other club like United or Chelsea or Liverpool is behind him, and then they sell him again. Then they'll be back to square one, back to like you know finishing fifth and sixth. And uh, yeah, uh, and you see with the squad that they have, they're playing in Europa League and uh, they're getting knocked out by uh, Slavia Prague. So I mean, I think they are much better side than Slavia Prague, and they they could have done if they had the players, at least half of them. That if they hadn't sold them, they could have done much better. Okay, okay, uh, very very nice, uh, interesting conversation you brought in here. Uh, the Europa League loss for Leicester City in the round of 32. Harsh, do you see Leicester City as top contender for uh, Europa League? Um, not really, but they are a good team to be there. I mean, they are, uh, you know, you have to really look at history and kind of appreciate where they are right now. Like yeah, six, seven years definitely. ago, six, seven years ago, no one knew about Leicester City. Leicester City was just another team who was in and out of Premier League, just like say Norwich. <laughs> but currently, uh, the team has been performing I mean, representing England uh, in the, on the European uh, on the European front for like what three four seasons now. Yes, and uh, they. I mean, I'm not very sure if they are a, a, a Europa League winning team already, but uh, they are a force to be reckoned with. I'm I... going for a top four for them because you know. Um, Things, things. I truly believe things will work out for them. I have... You're still counting Chelsea out, is it? Not really. I mean, I'm still confused between United and Chelsea. So, so United with Varane and Sancho will be in Europa League and Leicester and... will be in Champions League. <laughs> That's let, my bet. Let, let Leicester yeah, win Europa and come to Champions League. Let Chelsea maintain its spot. And I hope <laughs> we do really win it. But yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, and just uh, see, taking so taking. Uh, I mean, uh, see, I would just like to say that they are not really. I won't say that they are a money minting club, but they truly have the philosophy of money ball, which you know looks at the stats and performances of players rather than having any bias towards them. I mean, money minting club you can say was say an Aston Villa, who used to sell their players. They, oh, if fantastic. are selling players, they are replenishing them with top top talent. I mean, they did lose James Madison and they did lose their spine, and they, in the end, they. I think it just became too much for Leicester City to manage multiple fronts: Europa, FA Cup, and then Premier League as well. They won the FA Cup, which is not a easy feat. Carabao as well. Carabao. So they uh, were playing on multiple fronts, and that's the reason why uh, they buckled and their performances dipped, and they had to suffer uh, injuries. But I just, I just, I don't know. I, I have that uh, thing in me where I love to support underdogs, and uh, they are the best underdog there is in Premier League right now with a limited budget, but with a set of players that really look exciting to me. um same here uh, i think uh, like taking nothing away from leicester city i know i have been criticizing them a bit but uh, taking nothing away from them they are a very good side and you need to be at your absolute best when you face them and uh, especially when you know uh, you have chelsea liverpool or city or united none of these teams can like you know just walk into the uh, game thinking that they're going to come off with three points that is not uh, going to happen so and especially uh, you have to also hope that leicester city is not having a good day because you've seen last season that they beat city 5-2 so yeah they have beaten like city, almost every top uh, side they've beaten almost every top side and that's the reason why they are finishing in the top 6 they lost a couple of points at the end but uh, had they not lost that they would have been in champions league by now which is i mean now i would say that is fortunate for liverpool yeah concluding on the leicester city's front uh, Pats and Daka, all the best. Uh, welcome to the league. Premier League is not kind to new strikers, and we really, really hope that uh, a steel move by Leicester City for that young player results in very fine football from their end. So, moving on to the next topic, and today we'll be talking about a team, um, a London team, who has done it for the second time. My team, people. Like Harsh, who have not been looking up to th- them and being confused whether they'll finish top four even after winning a European Championship or not. So let's let's talk about Chelsea and let's understand how they have been performing in the market and uh, what exactly is their strategy and how how they have been maintaining or planning about how to be on top of their football post the Frank Lampard era or even before that when they had a transfer ban. So coming to Chelsea, Chelsea is going to be like one of the clubs this season. I mean, they have not been very very active in the transfer market, but going forward, what is their strategy, man? Uh, what do you guys feel, Jayesh? Um, I think we have a very good squad right now. Um, as a, a club who's won the European Championship in the recent times, and they have done really well in the competition to be there the beaten the likes of atletico madrid both the madrid teams i wouldn't say we were lucky because uh, we got porto but they put up a really really good fight a mad head like pepe in the defense was really tough to crack and when you defeat those kind of teams yes you have a lot of confidence but then in the recent years been losing twice to teams like leicester city or an arsenal in an fa cup final that that has been a setback so uh, when when we talk about uh, making those new signings right i really want to see a center back coming in a really strong headed center back addition of thiago silva has been a bliss to be very honest that guy has just come in and he has provided that a positive mentality to the team where you know even though when he came in he really made those couple of mistakes which didn't cost us the game but yes it did cost us two points where uh, we drew with west brom 3-3 so 
when you talk about those kind of games, right? Uh, Thiago Silva has come in and made the difference, but guys like Andres Christensen who have come from the academy, uh, Kurt Zuma who has come from the academy, it, it makes it it makes it really difficult for them to perform on a regular basis. Frank Lampard has been a really really good manager, and I really feel bad about that. He had to go mid-season uh, last season, but uh, what can I say? Now it seems like a pure bliss when we went on to win the Champions League. But he trusted with uh, Kurt Zuma. He left out Rudiger. He made some calls which didn't click. And I don't know what exactly Thomas Tuchel has done. And he has made those players click, right? He brought back in Jorginho. He brought back in Rudiger. He had put his trust in Christensen. And these players really together have being something, I wouldn't say a rock-solid uh, defending line, but they have really done uh, good work at the back, but I think they need to become a little bit more stronger. In uh, Tuchel's half-season, what he has done, they have managed to get 19 wins, 6 draws and 4 or 5 losses, I guess, which makes it really, I would say, a very good number for a coach who has just come in with a team who was conceding almost one one and a half goal you know, on a, a per match day basis. And he just came in and put a stopper on their goal leaking system where they start stopped conceding. And I would say that, you know, people uh, in the last to last season really blamed Kepa uh, on not being a very good goalkeeper. But I would say that pressure got to him. But apart from pressure getting to him, there was a very leaky defense lineup which was standing in front of him and you know bringing in that kind of Thiago Silva or uh, Rudiger back into the line it has helped Mendy as a goalkeeper to uh, obviously has made some fantastic saves but uh, it has brought in that a little bit better defense lineup standing in front of him so the short percentage to the goal has reduced drastically after two goals coming in so steady center back is something which I would be looking at. Apart from that, there have been a lot of rumours about signing a striker or um, bringing in a a winger or a midfielder. But I, I do not really think that we need those big money signings right now. Uh, definitely a lot of people would disagree with me. But since I have been reading a lot about Erling Haaland and 150 and 175 million pounds for that kind of player. Definitely, he might deserve it. And his stats are really, really exceptional. But since so were Timo Werner, right? He, it was not like he was a non-performing guy who had been transitioned into a team. He was performing exceptionally well. Scoring 30-34 goals in Germany is not an easy thing to do. So, I, I still believe that uh, we should have the trust in... The new lads who have come in, there were massive, massive difference in the lineup which uh, Chelsea threw out last season. They brought in so many new players. They brought in Ben Chilwell, they brought in Thiago Silva, they brought in Timo Werner, they brought in um, Kai Howard, not to forget that guy. So, a, a lot of new players were brought in into the team and it takes a, a, a little bit of time for the players to settle in, per se, or uh, the players to gel along really well. Um, Hakim Ziyech in the start of last season, he got injured in the pre-season itself. Ty Havertz got COVID positive. Then Timo Werner lost his confidence. So, it has not been a very a smooth ride for those players coming into the team. But what I really expect to see them uh, doing this season is, if not win, at least give the likes of Liverpool's and Manchester City's are run for the match. So, I mean, uh, definitely they brought in a lot of players, but uh, I and you and most of us would expect would have expected a better uh, output from the new signings. I mean, uh, Timo Werner just scored six goals and uh, like assisted around 10-12 goals. Kai Havertz could score only four. And uh, similarly, Hakim Zayash was also just involved in a total of five goal-scoring opportunities. So, I think, I mean, uh, bringing in uh, Akash, uh, what do you yeah. feel? I mean, they have... Ha is it a misfiring squad or uh, 
or will it be a, a force to be reckoned with going forward yeah okay so before criticizing chelsea uh, i would like to uh, mention some positive points about their season okay so their season was really interesting it had a lot of highs and lows there were a lot of positive that i would take out of that their season for one that they had a great defensive record but that is mainly due to the performances after tuchel's arrival okay chelsea kept uh, like 18 clean sheets this season which was uh, second highest in the premier league they were excellent in defense and playing three at the back uh, i think their low point was a low point under tuchel was that there was, has been a clear lack of goal scoring considering all the power power they fire power they have okay they scored least goals out of all the premier league top 7 teams scoring in like 58 goals in 38 uh, games they still haven't got the best of the best out of their new signings and they need to do that uh, I, i and also they need a striker because timo werner is not good enough i think for the premier league so that's all what about uh, batshuai i mean um, he has been uh, in the squad for uh, like almost 5 seasons now how do you see his future panning out at chelsea like keep loan or sell uh, batshuai is a really good player but considering the ambitions of chelsea i think he would be a more of a bench player than a re- regular starter so i think they need a, a player who can score goals out of nowhere and timo werner needs like three or four chances or five chances to score one goal so uh, that's what i'm talking about their goal scoring is like they have really good firepower but they are not making the best out of their firepower and you can see the stats that they just scored 58 goals in 38 games and and still they won they got into top 4 and won the champions league because of their defensive record because they were really good defensively uh and they need a atti- attacking uh, striker they need a attacking player mainly a striker i think so uh, bringing in shuja i mean there have been a lot of all english finals in the recent times i mean uh, likes of chelsea winning the champions league what do you feel about uh, like chelsea on the team their performance uh, to the run up uh, to champions league manchester city losing out in the finals and uh, just the overall dominance of chelsea in the recent past and english teams in the champions league i'll just speak to my memory and uh, the first thing that comes to my mind when i th- think about chelsea is recently i was uh, reading a post and uh, currently chelsea i don't know uh, nobody mentioned this uh, chelsea are currently in talks with uh, sevilla for their friend center back jules kounde and uh, it's a swap deal apparently it's uh, they're exchanging kurt zuma and giving them 35 million in exchange for Jules Koundé which in my opinion is a very good signing if they pull it off it's going to be really good uh, they've already agreed personal terms with Jules Koundé and uh, the only issue is that uh, Sevilla is asking for more than just 35 million so i hope they get that signing because if they do then premier league next season is going to be all about the defense you know with uh, van dijk and gomez coming back and laporte and la Uh, stones and ruben diaz and united getting varan and obviously jules kunde is a very good uh, center back and right back and uh, he's really fast for a center back i mean uh, I, i i really want people who have not seen him play to see him play because i have seen him very up close and he's very good at dribbling and uh, when i say he's very good at dribbling he's a center back and uh, he can catch people by surprise in that area yeah coming to their uh, the next memory of them is winning the champions league uh well they did really i mean yeah they did really well i mean uh, you don't always have to be the best side in the tournament to win a trophy you know because obviously we all know here and whether we like city or don't like city we have to admit that they played the best football throughout uh, europe last season and they didn't win the final that's uh, that's on them but uh, congrats to chelsea that they won it uh, yes in my opinion they didn't play the best football and uh, they did have a much easier uh, run up to the final compared to city but yeah i mean uh, they have done this in the past as well right in 2012 as well uh, beating bayern and bayern's home and you know <laughs> i mean i don't know what the accurate word for it is uh, i think it's called shit housing in football but yeah uh, kudos to them yaar uh, ever since uh, <laughs> hang- 
ट players like messi and robin, uh, robin miss a penalty okay who expect that you know both of them will miss a penalty and you know chelsea is ultimately champions of europe but yeah that's how it is football is a game like that and uh, such ups and downs happens though they don't ha- happen very often we have to know that as well i mean you have to 99% of the times play your best football to win trophies but yeah chelsea has somehow found a, found a hack when a german teams wins a penalty don't let a ball dutch take it <laughs> i mean they had got that bastian schweinsteiger to take the penalty and they gave it to robin i mean yeah but their lesson learned by and bounce back but credit to chelsea i mean yeah they're a tough defense defensive team and it's it's really difficult to crack them but i just feel that they have a lot of uh, issues uh, in the back right now i mean akash just mentioned their record and uh, in all probability they would be going with a three at the back zuma is going rudiger i don't think is like the best we have in premier league thiago silva is like really old christiansen obviously isn't that good so uh, what plans do chelsea have uh, going forward uh, last season they loaned ethan ampadu to uh, sheffield i guess will they be retaining it or will they be loaning him out back again i mean what are the plans uh, currently how is it panning out jayesh so uh, when we speak about the defensive line right uh, chelsea is a club so uh, leaving aside the a uh, defensive lineup but chelsea is a club who has really really very smartly invested in different kind of players they have had they have a huge list of players who they have signed and are on loan and in the recent times uh, it has been criticized that you know they have so many players signed and why do they keep doing this and i i would say that a perfect answer was given last season when we had a transfer ban and we could not bring in players and we had a new gaffer who came up and um, he brought in kids from the academy he brought in those those people who were who were away on a different um, loan spells and you know he made the most out of those players and for, not for that matter only frank lampard uh, victor moses who had been on loan all his life in chelsea career but when antonio conte came in and he started with the three at the back he made victor moses a premier league champion when you talk about those kind of mentality uh, i would say chelsea as a team is very smart and very rich as well not to forget that if you are not rich no matter how smart you are it becomes really really difficult for you thanks to roman abramovich that soft cushion of millions of billions of dollars or pounds which he has it has kept chelsea safe from mm, you can say uh, getting that talent and uh, as you mentioned ethan ampadu right i personally as a chelsea fan do not think he is up to the mark to represent the team or on that level i saw him play against uh, uh, play with sheffield united last season and i would not say poor performance but then eventually he got a lot of minutes and still sheffield went down i would not say a bad loan spell but i would say a couple of more loan spells and then um, chelsea could decide on his future not that i am really eligible to comment on that but when you speak about the rest of the defensive lineup right even though thiago silva is a boat which has already sailed his prime but the kind of mentality he brings in right i was earlier speaking about it the kind of mentality he brings in is very positive uh, very cautious about the kind of play you have then on the full backs end right we have chilwell and reece james and um, 
they they have fairly done really really well like uh, to be very honest kyle walker was the first choice right back i have always known and then the like of and alexander arnold came up uh, last season and last to last season and performed really really well and reese james to be put up there with him if not equivalent to him at least being compared or being called up for that england squad squad for euros has has shown that how massively that guy's game has gone up and apart from that yes i definitely agree um christiansen and rudiger uh i i i trust rudiger but he is a very um, you can say unreliable he he tends to make those mistakes he is a very a snobby guy uh, if he he feel loses his mind then he in, he tends to make those rash decisions mentally and uh, apart from that i would say as shuja rightly mentioned right bringing in jules kunde for kurt zuma i have seen kurt zuma since a very very long time he has already been a premier league champion when with antonio conte's team with uh, uh, uh jose mourinho's team as well when he came in the second half and so he has been a very old player for chelsea or he has been in the system for a very very long time now and i think he has uh, consistently not been given the chance to keep playing football at that level i really think that he's a good player but again he also has that capability of making those rash decisions giving away penalties which might cost you the game or um, making those rash tackles then, so uh, kurt zuma is just 26 years of age i mean he already yeah, and... has uh, a lot of minutes in the premier league i mean would it be smart for chelsea to let him go if he's being let Especially go to for a, a player who's who not an english not team have premier league experience and who's a foreign player i mean uh, we have seen foreign defenders really struggle coming into the premier league i mean uh, well i i i really think that uh, you know nothing comes easy and uh, when you talk about thiago silva right nothing came easy to him as well he being what he is he made mistakes but then it is all about making that evolution as a player he will get to learn from one of the best in the game there has been and uh, when will we talk about you know making those improvements uh, jules kunde would i would see if not really smooth transition it will eventually come to him in the meantime you have christiansen and rudiger to take up the mantle and that mind them they really have to do well they cannot the fight for position in chelsea right it has always been really tough as shuja said in the previous conversation enacho made his fantasy team uh, mind you guys chelsea players don't make the fantasy team really really well you don't know who's playing who's not playing and in in those terms uh, if kurt zuma where you spoke about kurt zuma and if kurt zuma is being let go to a league which is not in the english side i really don't mind i would definitely not be comfortable with him going to the likes of uh, tottenham city or uh, united or uh, uh, liverpool or any other team who's competing with chelsea in the same competition but on the other hand if he's going to spain i think it is i, I really really think that he's a very good player and he fair really well there but when uh, i see how chelsea line up next season i definitely see a good center back i saw malang sar couple of days three days back playing a, a, a pre season match against bournemouth and uh, that guy has some will and has some power but again if we retain him this season and don't send him out on loan i think that guy has a lot to offer as well so with that i i really think defensively i would not say we are at a 100% but there is a mental stability for those players who are playing like restricting manchester city the kind the way they were playing that football right on the champions league final night it was not that they were not playing well it was just the fact that a christiansen who was not expected to play that well was able to make those tackles hit those ball out of the box stay in the box keep his mind focused so that that is the mentality which tukel has brought in and with when tukel's time with psg as well right his defensive mindset 
is so good that you know teams used to struggle for scoring against PSG. So that that is the kind of uh, I would say mentality which is needed to be on the top top uh, form of your life if you want to win something. But at the same time, you have to having a foreign player is going to be a difficult. It is always going to be difficult. Some signings work, some signings don't. But at the end of the day, if you don't give them a chance, you'll never know. Uh, coming to uh, the recent success Chelsea have had, I mean uh, Mason Mount, Reese James, Callum Hudson Odoi. I mean they have been criticised in the past for having a loan army and as many as thirty-two players leaving on loan last campaign. So overall, from the strategic perspective, with the money they have, what is your take on this, Agash? If I had to look uh, Chelsea's best players in like like last season, obviously it will be Mason Mount. He was the most consistent player for them, and was even doing well under Lampard. What they want to do is they want to get more. They should get more after more out of Werner, Havertz, and Ziyech. So, and they, I think, uh, all three are very talented players. They they have to find a way to fit them in in the system uh, of the three at the back. Uh, and also, as I mentioned before. they could probably use a tall physical consistent striker that can help havertz and uh, werner they might have to sell off some dead weight like bachui uh, or buy a few backers for some positions overall the squad is pretty solid and my expectation uh, my expectations from them next season would be same as they were this top 3 finish but imposing more of a title challenge than the season before that's all and just to add to akash's point uh, just to add to akash's point where he is speaking about releasing the dead weight right uh, hmm. chelsea has managed to sell off a couple of players in the recent in the last couple of months and it really has made money uh, we have sold fikayo tamori uh, we have sold jiru okay for a very less amount but the kind of players we have sold already right we have almost made 50 million from selling those players so did drani drink water also go no he still with us he played the last uh, uh, practice match uh, against bournemouth so he's still there but I, i think the likes of we need to unload a lot of players right we we have a bunch of players when you speak about we have ross barkley we have Ruben Loftus Cheek. Then we have youngsters like Connor Gallagher, or we sent out Billy Gilmore on Connor. That, uh, that yeah. Connor Gallagher, I mean, played really well Crystal for Palace. From a Chalmian, I mean, he's he's yeah. gone to Crystal Palace now. So he's already yeah. signed so, on loan, right? And uh, what yeah, do you feel about and, uh, Matteo Kovacic? I mean, uh, how do you see his future panning out? Ah, uh, uh, very crucial, very crucial. Uh, when you talk about uh, the midfield, right? Uh, he's the powerhouse. Uh, and mind you uh, we have a ngolo as well so he ngolo in the last season has uh, been in and out due to injury and so has been uh, so has kovacic but when you speak about having georginio kovacic and kante i would see them as a really good midfield billy gilmore was there who has been sent out to loan um, but being majorly focusing on kovacic i really see him as a, a really good ball playing uh, midfielder he he has a very creative vision and uh, thanks to real madrid for first letting him come to loan and then securing that move i know we paid 50 million for him but oh god he has paid it back with a lot lot of hard work to chelsea the news are that we uh, we might be able to sign Declan Rice and Declan Rice has been our top top priority since a very long time but i would not mind you know still being working with these three and bringing in some players from look, calling back them from loan i really like ruben loftus cheek uh, he has that strength he has that height and he has that physicality to hold off players and making those i i uh, i really see we need someone like a sesk in the midfield uh, i really miss sesk fabregas as a part of a chelsea team so i would thanks like to, to see someone yes thanks to barcelona uh, we have signed a lot of uh, 
shed off weight from Barcelona. We have signed Pedro, we have signed Cesc, we have signed Deco, we have signed Eto. We have signed a lot of players from Barcelona. So, a thanks to Barcelona for that. Thank you, Shuja. You can have a couple of round of claps for yourself. So, you, yeah. So, a kind of creativity. When um, Akash said that, you know, we uh, lack in an out-and-out striker and who can just score with every chance he gets. And that suddenly brings to my mind Diego Costa. A player who... he, he So, that is when, when you say, right... Um, that a player needs time to settle in. That guy didn't need no time to settle in. He just came in and started beating people left, right, center. Right? He right. he knocked off Otamendi, man. He knocked off Otamendi. He just like threw him. And right. he... he I mean, he was yeah, a really managed... tough and strong uh, ball player. I mean, he was as tough as anyone can get. But yeah. uh, just the overall, on the overall uh, perspective of how you see Chelsea uh, finishing this season, Shuja, what is your take on uh, Thomas Tuchel, three at the back, Chelsea going forward with a, a strong historic defence, but currently some scepticism on the creativity and goal scoring? Yeah, uh, I, I still back them for finishing third. I mean, I would have gone as far as to say that they can challenge for the title. But then, you know, when I see the team of Manchester City and uh, their coach, I mean, I'm not saying that Tuchel isn't a good coach, but then when I see uh, Jurgen Klopp and Pep Guardiola and the squad that they have, and then I, you know, and uh, especially like you rightly mentioned, uh, their attack is not firing. I mean, uh, I I still back their defense to like, you know, keep, keep the clean sheet or hold the fort when it matters. But uh, I think that there might, you know, uh, there might be days or, or a lot of days where this attack that they currently have might not score. And it might end up, you know, costing them like a 1-0 uh, defeat or like a 0-0 draw. And uh, such results are not acceptable, especially in a title challenge. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I hope they give much more of a fight than last year. I'm expecting it to be much more close, like within 10 points at least. Uh, ten points or five points of the champion of the Premier League winner, but yeah, I still think they'll finish third or second at max. And with that, we've come to the end of the third episode of TT with the Ballers. Uh, thank you so much uh, for your support, your inputs for our uh, previous episodes. We look forward to coming up with much more content and much more talks your way. Thank you, thank you for listening and thank you for your support and kind words. Chelsea for the Premier League champion. Woohoo! <laughs>